What's up, everybody? This is your girl, Author Monique Duel, and welcome to a brand new 75th episode of Having a Moment with Moni radio show streaming here live on the HOD radio network all the way in Benin, Nigeria. Man, 75th episode. Can you believe it? I know, y'all. When I first started, I did not see 75 anything. Uh, I just thought I was going to do it for a little bit and just kind of try my hand at it. And, you know, it's just one of those things you thought that you would do as a hobby. And then you come to find out that um, it is ministry to you and to everyone who is listening. So let me say on this 75th episode of Ham, you know, what's up, Hammers? (laughs) Thank you guys for following, for uh, liking and sharing, for your feedback, your prayers, your love. I appreciate each and every one of you every single week. Uh, I am not uh, a one woman show, if you will. This show would not have been possible uh, if it were not for uh, Pastor Daniel, who is the uh, the visionary behind the hot radio network. And uh, God, you know, the I, listen, I this is not my area, you guys. Uh, like I said to you guys before on another show, uh, I wanted to be in corporate America, America doing my thing, chasing the American dream. But I am a woman after God's own heart. And so this is one of the platforms he has given me. And so I graciously and humbly say yes to you guys and pour out. And guess what? I minister to as well, y'all, because this show is not scripted. So when I go back and listen to it, y'all, I'm falling out and I got my tears flowing and I got my, uh, my, my box of tissues and everything else. When I, you know, listen to some of these replays. I'm just like, Lord God, you did that thing. And so we honor God and the Holy Spirit for his presence here today. This is a very special monumental turn, you guys. 75 episodes, over 2000 downloads or so. I can't tell you how many listeners we have listeners from UK, Germany, Brazil, Pakistan, uh, Africa, you know, all over the world, you guys all over. And so I appreciate all of you from the four corners of the earth who thought it not robbery to tune into me and think that I am so worthy and, and, um, uh, Uh, inspirational to listen to and all of that kind of stuff for that I humbly say thank you to all of the supporters thank you thank you thank you um listen I had a great weekend uh God is just so faithful let me just say that there's never not a time where God is not leading you and give you direction and give you input and give you feedback. If you are tuned into his still small voice and you spend quality time with him, I just love the way God shows up at the pivotal moments where we think, okay, um, maybe, you know, when, when, when he gives us maybe inventions or ideas and we're like, uh, maybe, maybe I'll try that, whatever. And so I just honor God for confirming a few things, y'all. A lot has happened since I talked to you guys last week, man. And I'm so excited. I can't tell y'all everything, but just know this, that it's going to be big. Yeah, I'm going to say it like that. <laughs> it's going to be big. <laughs> well, um, this weekend, you guys, uh, I will be uh out and um y'all 
I will be at Bartlett Park for um, their um, annual Brentwood Day 2023 in Brentwood, Maryland from 11 to 5 p.m. I believe it is and that is at 4300 39th place in Brentwood Maryland 20772 come out and get a few books and 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 some merch and get a hug a prayer whatever you need from the Lord the Lord is going to have it when you meet me there and so uh I would love to see you guys like I said get a hug uh you know, and whatever else the Lord says do. All right. That's wonderful. And listen, uh, and I'll say this again on the next show on the 10th of June, I will be at the Ark of PG County for their uh, community day as well. And so this ability is on the move. You guys, I am so stoked because God is opening up doors that no man can shut and he's shutting trap doors. No man can open as they say, um, the uh, event at the Ark uh, will be the second annual Ready to Be Healthy Youth Family Fun and Fitness event. And so it will be a day of promoting, um, you know, healthy eating, physical activity, family fun. Come and get a few books again. Get you a hug, a prayer, whatever it is that you need from the Lord. He will meet you there. And that will be at 1401 McCormick Drive, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, 20774, June 10th. Mark it on your calendars. Hope to see y'all there. All right. All right. Now, um, about today, <laughs> I had a very interesting conversation with a dear friend of mine. And we both are um, special needs moms. And we were talking about the future you know we we started talking about um you know plan b and all of this you know not the birth control things but you know future planning for our um children you know with special needs we were talking about what how could we possibly um be proactive when we literally don't have any options unless the lord provided y'all listen uh, both of us was dead silent for a minute we were like crickets and be and I'll tell you why uh, I've said this once and I say this all the time to bring home the point of what life is like for us. You see us and we're out and about. And we're smiling and all that kind of stuff. But the inner workings of our lives is anything but what you see on the outside or whatever and stuff like that. Y'all know that that's everybody. And so we were we were talking about, you know, what what really would happen um, if. We were not capable because we are the legal guardians of our children. What would literally happen if we were incapacitated and could not be their legal guardians anymore? Who would step in to um, take the reins? What would that look like if we if God forbid we got sick or, you know, had to have a major surgery or any of that kind of stuff? We, we literally have no control. And that's what we were talking about. How to keep the faith when you have no control. Whoa. Listen, <laughs> I, t I said to her, I said, Doc, I'm telling you, I how how do we? I said, I, I, I don't really have an answer. All I know is that we just do. We realize and recognize that. And listen, all of us are in this position, whether you have a child with special needs or not. All of us are living this life with no control for real, for real. And we're having to trust God in some of the toughest areas that we never thought we would face in our lives. We're having to just be like, oh, well, listen, God, you're going to have to take this one because I don't have no plans, no blueprints, no nothing. I, I, I don't even know where to begin. Am I right? Yeah, I know. And so that's us. 
we we are special needs um we are single special needs guardians if you will and so uh, while we have maybe caregivers and things like that, we don't have a whole team. And what do I mean by team, Monique? That means that I don't have anybody that I could just call at the spur of the moment and go, hey, I'm in trouble. I need you to come and deal with Jeremiah till I can get myself together. You know how horrible that is and how hurtful and scary that is to be able to to not be able to say that you have a a a a a tag your it partner in the you know, in the event that you are incapable. Sorry, y'all was closing my window. Do you know how scary that is and how on edge that makes us as mothers, as women? It almost sends you to a fit and wanting to do everything perfectly so nothing bad will happen to you, that you stay in the utmost healthy state of mind and, and body and condition and stuff like that. Y'all, I'm, I listen, I, I, this week. Should I say last week? Okay, because we're in a new week. I um, I went to Turf Valley Resort over a night for two days. One day I got there one day and stayed overnight uh, because uh, our pol- partners in policymaking class uh, was at the um the convention that they had they had a a um special needs convention and, and awards banquet and luncheon and all that kind of stuff for the people who were advocates of the year and businesses of the year and all that y'all it just lit me on fire because i'm like hey that's gonna be me one day and i just i i was able to go y'all and literally do nothing I, I could I got to see the, the the men on the golf course playing golf. They were right outside my window. I had a nice view. I had blackout curtains. The, they had a restaurant there. The food was ridiculously delicious and all that kind of stuff. I even though I forgot my bathing suit, y'all, and I was kicking myself for it. I literally did nothing but rested. But here is the here's the backside that you don't see. Everybody saw me with my suitcase and smiling and saying, Hey, how you doing? And all that. I, you know, me and my classmates was kikiing it up, cha chaing it out and all that kind of stuff. And all that. And I seemed just as jovial and normal and happy as I could be. But what you didn't see was that my son was home with the caregiver and it was just her. Nobody else came to help her with him. So guess what, y'all? He was in the bed the entire day while I was at this convention until I got home that evening. Do you know how that makes me feel as a mother? As a caregiver, do you, this is what I'm saying. Y'all don't get, you know, you don't get to see the inner workings of what we have to deal with. You just think that, oh, we're doing what we've been called to do. You see this ability, you see the books, you see the merch, you see the pictures on social media, you hear the podcast, you see me on TikTok or whatever, you see me ministering to other people and stuff like that. But baby, behind the scenes, huh? <laughs> okay. You see all that. But what you don't see is that if Monique has to go somewhere, right, and I have to go overnight and things like that, if I can't get anybody to help, he will be being entertained in the bed. That means he got to eat in bed. He, you know, he has to try to drink water or whatever it is in bed and stuff like that you know and 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 the bed you know it elevates his head and all that that's besides the point you see what i'm saying here he his his whole schedule has changed because mine's changed and so we don't this is this is why we do what we do we don't i don't have a team to call i can only ask the people that you know has always been there with me from day one if they're available but i have not 
gotten to the point where where God has allowed me to um you know bring in new people if you will I have not been able matter of fact okay I'm gonna say it like this I had not been in a position up until now to uh, be in need of a whole team if you will because everything, you know, when he was younger, it was easy to do. He was with his, you know, grandparents or he's with his aunts or whatever. And he was fine. He's a whole grown man. So the dynamics are way different. So if I had to go on a book tour or if I had, I would have to trust that God, if God set this up for me to do all of that, he's already worked that stuff out. It's not for me to sit and agonize over it. And you hear people say to you all the time, if God led you to it, he will bring you through it. Okay, but listen, the reality of it is we're looking through the eyes of the flesh, right? And so you call, let's say you call me and say, Monique, I need you to come to London to preach or whatever. My physical, the physical part of me is like, yeah, you know, I always wanted to go to London or whatever. And then guess what? Reality sets in and it's like, what am I going to do with Jeremiah? Now, <clears throat> You only I only got two choices. Either he's either we're gonna have to work this out so he could come with me with with somebody else, or well, two other choices. <laughs> or I'm gonna end up having to say no, or I'm gonna end up going and he's going to be in bed the whole time I'm gone. How can I, y'all, think about this for real? How can I enjoy whatever it is I'm doing, knowing that my child is confined to the bed because he has to be, because I didn't have any other options at the time? And this is what me and my girlfriend was talking about. Like, we get in these situations where we have to do certain things. We have to do certain things. We we don't get to opt out. It's, it's us or bust. We don't get to opt out. We got to be sick out, if you will. We got to be injured out or whatever, because me just clearly saying to you that I'm overwhelmed or burnt out. People don't respond to me to that. Y'all, I'm so serious. I cannot stress this enough to y'all. Y'all listen, when people come to y'all and tell y'all that they need help, you better give it to them. If they look like they stressed and burnt out, you listen, do something, make a meal, take the, you know, Take them to a movie or something or just sit and listen to them. Be company. Listen, if you call yourself a friend, let me say it like this and I'm going to move on. If you call yourself a friend, but yet you have not spent one minute trying to help your friend who has a special needs loved one in any capacity, you're not a friend. You're an opportunist because you just you you want that person. But uh I am a whole picture with my son. It's not just me. You're being my friend encompasses the fact that I am a mother of a child who is an invalid. Now, I'm not saying to break your neck to go do anything because certain things are sensitive and people don't feel comfortable. But how about trying to have that conversation and find out how it is you can be of help or whatever? People are so afraid that you you just going to quote unquote dump your try to dump your kids. I have never tried to dump Jeremiah or anybody, and he's almost 23 years old. The people who have helped me with Jeremiah was because I had things that I literally had to do that I had no choice in. I, as a mother, and all of you guys who are parents and caregivers know this because we've all done it. Everybody has done it. Matter of fact, whether you have a child or not, there are certain sacrifices that you just make just because. 
And for some of us like me who have just submerged themselves in special needs parenting, we have sacrificed a great deal. We haven't had relationships. We ain't gone out on no dates. We ain't gone on no cruises. We ain't gone on no family vacations. We barely go to the nail shop or go to the movies and all that. We have sacrificed a lot because it's what we do. And I'm not saying that for sympathy. I'm saying it for fact. It, it comes with the territory. I feel, and I said this on a few shows before. I sometimes there are times where I feel like I don't deserve to be having fun because my son can't have the same fun. I don't deserve to be out here in the world frolicking and all this kind of stuff when my son is isolated and rejected from everything and probably everybody simply because of a freaking wheelchair. Hmm. Okay. So this is what this is the deal. This is part of who this is part of what we got to deal with. Y'all y'all see us doing these things that God has called us to do, but you don't see it. You don't see the sacrifices. You don't see the tears. You don't see the pain. And so here we are. We were talking about, well, how can we be proactive? I'm like, Doc, I don't know. We could do we could have life insurance. We could do all of those things. But if I passed out tonight, y'all. <laughs> I'm trying to tell y'all. <laughs> Nobody's going to be like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll take them. How long is she going to be sick? Or They're not doing that. They're going to see what, 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 what somebody else is going to do. They're going to sit there and pass the buck because they don't want the responsibility. I get it. But I had to come to realize something y'all. And one of my mentors said this to me and it hurt me to my core, but it made sense after I cried. She said, Monique, your family is not obligated to help you. Now, morally speaking, it would be nice if they would, but they're not, they're not legally obligated to do anything for you and vice versa. See, we have this expectation of people, y'all. And when they don't, <laughs> and when the expectations aren't met, then that's where the breaches and the aughts come from. This is where, you know, the hurts and the rifts come from. They are not because this is a child that I had. He's my responsibility. Just because I need help with him doesn't mean that that automatically qualifies me for everybody to stop, drop and roll and do and, and, and come to my rescue. It doesn't. Because if my son was normal on a regular, think about it. If my son was normal, whatever, in his teenage years, they'd be like, girl, he old enough to stay home by himself. I'll come by and check on him. See what I'm saying, y'all? But because he can't, ain't no checking on him. You got to stay. He needs 24-7 care. So we were sitting there talking about, man, you know, what else could we have possibly done? Who else can we, who, who else can we call on? And we were blank. And that's sad. We would have to trust that when that time came. That God would have already put in place what is needed for their sake. So that we won't have to be up at night stressing about it and all that kind of stuff and thinking, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> let me keep myself together because, you know, I, I do, do you know how that feels? Y'all just listen. <laughs> it hurts. OK. It's scary. It's scary. 
Because the very people that you think will be there and stuff like that, at some point, they're not going to be able to be there for y'all no more. Because they have their own lives and their own things to do, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it, it, life just is. It just is, y'all. It just is. And so we were just sitting there saying, man, we really, you know, we, 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 we talk about, you know, uh, living wills and all this kind of stuff. We talked about that and, 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 um, I was schooling her on what guardianship meant here in Maryland and stuff like that. And what she had to look forward to if she decided to take that route and you know why parents don't prefer it. But a lot of us who are in a position like me don't have a choice because they can't sign and they can't sign papers and comprehend what they're signing even if they could and all that kind of stuff we we we're we're literally faith walking and i liken this story to the time that i flew for the first time i had no idea what to expect i know what an airport is i know what a plane is i know what a runway runway is and i know all of that i i didn't know you know, the the whole process of going through the airport. Yes, I read stuff online and things like that, but I didn't know firsthand experience because I had never done it before. So I go to the airport and they pay, you know, the TSA pats you down and this and that and all that kind of stuff. They check your bags, make sure you ain't got no bombs. They look through everything, every crack and crevice you got. And then some <clears throat> they weigh your luggage and stuff like that and ask if you have a carry on bag and stuff. There are certain things you cannot bring on the flight. They are non-negotiables. They don't care how much you beg, whine, and cry and all that. There are certain things that are non-negotiable. You have to read the rules and regulations because they have rules for toiletries and 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 and, and um food and drink and, and 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 weapons or whatever the case may be. You can't just bring what you want just because you're getting on a plane. You can't just sit anywhere you want either because you had to pick the seat that you wanted to sit in. You had to pay for a seat that was reserved just for you. You listen, I need y'all to catch this. I know y'all catching it already. You couldn't just sit where you wanted to sit on the plane. I don't care what you say. And there were times where they would be overbooked. And even if you chose the seat that you chose, if they were overbooked, you would get bumped or somebody would get bumped. Because the plane was not big enough to hold the capacity of the tickets that they sold. Now, after you did all that, you get to your seat and all that. They come on it, you know, they come on the thing and give you rules and tell you <clears throat> what the weather temperature is and how long they expect the flight to be. And, you know, the stuff that they have to offer, you know, for the different classes, because you got coach and then you got business class and then you got first class on some flights that, you know, is like the presidential treatment. Uh, business class is sort of like, I guess, the second, you know, the presidential treatment and coach is like, hey, you made it on the plane, but we ain't gonna let you starve and all that kind of stuff. We give you a little something, but not like business class and first class, because, you know, there's rankings to the to the system. And depending and depending on where you're sitting, it, it depend depend on where you're sitting. That dictates what kind of services you get, and and who comes to serve you. Ooh, <laughs> the coach got the coach folks. Okay, the business class got the people with the business class uniforms on, and the first class people got the got the people with the first class uniforms on. Sometimes they have the same uniforms, but they don't serve in the same section of the plane. Whoa! <laughs> Come on, Holy Spirit, they got the same outfit on. 
They got the same uniform on, but they don't serve in the same capacity. Some of them serve all three of the sections of the flight. Some are just assigned to the, oh my God. Some of them are just assigned to the, to the section that they're in. The the people in first class don't go to business or coach. That's not, that's not what they was hired for. Oh my God. Thank you, Jesus. Look, the people in business class, some of them stay there. Some of them might go to coach if the, if they short staff, some of them might go to first class. But there's some that don't do none of that. They stay where they have been planted. Whoa. (laughs) And listen, I had to sit in my assigned seat. Even if I wanted to switch with somebody else, that's not allowed. Because think of it this way. If the plane were to crash, God forbid, you're in a seat that you weren't supposed to be in. Now they're going to go tell somebody that, you know, Joe Blow is dead when Joe Blow ain't dead because he switched seats with you. So you got to stay in your assigned seat. Now you got to sit on this huge aircraft, put your seatbelt on and pretty much trust that the pilot is going to keep this monstrosity of a plane in the air until you reach your destination and land you safely. Take you from the place that you was to the place that you were assigned to go safely. And there's nothing you could do about it. If he doesn't act right on the plane, it is, it's nothing you can do about it. You don't get to control the plane. You don't get to control the turbulence. You don't get to control the flight pattern. You have to trust the pilots. And look, you don't even know when they go on autopilot. Sometimes they could have just clearly went on autopilot to go to the bathroom, to go eat lunch. You won't even know because you can't see inside the cockpit. Whoa. Listen, y'all, this is all I came to tell y'all. We can't see that. Me me and Doc, we can't see. We can't see what's ahead. We can't see that. God is the one who orchestrates our lives, you and I, everyone under the sound of my voice. He is flying this plane. He has given unto us every man a measure of faith. That's our seat. <laughs> on the plane that's our seat listen I, I can't sit in your section and just because i'm not in your section don't make me less than we're still on the same plane oh my god have mercy we're on the same plane with the same pilots in the same cockpit going to the same destination but we're in different sections of the plane going in the same direction my kid has cerebral palsy her kid may have down syndrome or autism your kid may have you know uh whatever it is you may have some sort of issue but we're still on this flight together and we gotta trust in the pilot's flight plan we gotta trust that if we experience turbulence, it won't flip the plane topsy turvy. We gotta be confident that when the weatherman said it's gonna be ninety and clear skies, it's gonna stay that way. We gotta trust that the food that they're gonna give us is is not spoiled and all that kind of stuff. We we gotta trust that it's the right temperature. We gotta trust that they got enough fuel in the plane to take us from the land all the way in the air to the next landing place. We got to trust that they they know where they're going, that the radar works, all the buttons, the bells, the whistles works on this plane. We don't have a backup. The plane ain't got, listen, Jesus, God help me today. The, The plane ain't got no backup. They can only call for emergency help. 
It ain't like there's a plane following them and we could just we could just uh the plane could fly beside the plane that has the trouble and we could just cross over because they got wings that spread out. So now the plane can't come beside each other with the door open and shift you from that. You got to ride this plane out until it lands. Whoa. And if there's a problem with the plane, they do what is called an emergency landing. When something is wrong and something ain't right, you're still going. Listen, whoa, you're still going to the same destination. Go with me, y'all, in the spirit. You're still going to the same destination, but you got to land. You got to make an emergency landing because something's going on that ain't quite right. And now it's not safe for you to fly something's going on with the plane or somebody who is on the plane with you is not being an ideal passenger on the plane they have done something to cause some major turbulence on the plane that forces this plane to land now here's the thing the plane is going to land they're going to remove the problem they're going to keep you on the plane for your safety whoa listen here my god today they keep you on the plane for safety until they handle whoever or whatever the problem is and if they cannot fix it for this plane to finish the journey they un oh my god they open the doors and they 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 they, they god they let you off the plane they let everybody off the plane and they tell the people at the airport that you guys need to go on another flight because this plane was not adequate enough to take you where you needed to be because of some problem issue or concern god in like manner does the same thing we don't know we can't see all that we got to trust that while we're on this journey called life, y'all, that even though we don't have with our physical, with our, with our visual acuity, the sight to see whatever is supposed to be happening in the midst of what he has called us to do. We don't see the support. We don't see the money. We don't see the finances. We don't see the staff. We don't see the building. We don't see none of that. If you up in the air, you don't see nothing. And when you look down, you still can't see because all you see is silhouettes because that's how high you are. And this is what God is trying to tell us this morning. Ascend to the hill of the Lord. The hills have eyes. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. And because my help cometh from the Lord, it's not my job to be consumed and worried about that. Does it bother me? Yes, because Monique wants to see it. You know us. We down Thomases. We, we want to see it. We want to feel it. We want to have tangible access. But that's not faith. You don't have faith. You cannot have faith in the area that you don't believe. You cannot have faith in an area that you see because when you see it, you have no reason to believe in it. If you see the money in the bank, it's no problem for you to believe that you're going. I done told y'all this before. If I knew that I had a whole team around me, I'd be making all kind of appointments to go places and do things and all that. And guess what? Because I don't, I haven't. Why? Because I don't see how in the world God is going to work this out with the ministry he gave me. How do you, God, expect me to do X, Y, Z when I don't see in my visual acuity how I'm going to ride on this plane and take this flight to go to this destination where my kid has to stay here on land in the bed. Hmm. 
it ain't my concern, y'all. And it ain't yours either. Because that's what faith is. Faith means I am going to go to the airport, get my bed. Listen. We go to the airport. Thank you, Jesus. We go. Oh, I love God. I love it. I love it. I love it. Listen, we go to the airport. The airport is the presence of God, y'all. We go into his presence with praise and worship. And we sit there and let him take us in the spirit where he wants us to go. Yeah, we fasten our spiritual seatbelts because we don't know what he's going to say and what he's going to do. Because I'm telling y'all know God throws a curveball, man. Even at the ninth inning with 10 seconds left on the clock, God can do some things. It don't it ain't over till it's over. We go into his presence before we go to before we go to the airport. We prepare. So we prepare to engage him with our praise and our worship. We we prepare for his presence by repenting and making sure ain't no junk on us before we go into the presence of the king. As we go into this airport, which is his presence and we go and, and, and we sit as he and the altar is the cockpit we sit there and create an altar for him with our praise and worship and then he starts to move y'all and we have people that that we have compartmentalized on our planes of life that ain't even supposed to be there and so what he does is he will land the whole thing to get them off of it so that we can continue to ascend in him oh god thank you yeah <laughs> listen y'all god who <laughs> anybody could any where my choir singers and we used to sing god is in control 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 god can do just what he wants come on god is in control yeah and so we gotta believe that <laughs> Now, depending on your measure of faith, that's where you sit at, in his presence. That don't mean you're less than because you're still in the presence of God. To some, he gave, to some, he gave apostles, preachers, teachers, and, 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 and ministers, and prophets, and all those kinds of things. You're still on the plane. See, God, listen, we, we are all equal with Christ. He, he Listen, he don't put, just because, look, we, the Bible says we're all part of one body. So if you're the head, then you're you're probably at the front of the plane. Okay, if you're the heart and the lungs and stuff, you're in the middle of the plane. And if you're the legs and the feet and the toes and the ankles and all, you're at the back of the plane. But guess what? You're still responsible for keeping this plane in the air together with me because we all have a measure of faith. And so we're sitting in this plane going, God, what is it that you would have me to do while I'm ascending with you? What would you have me to see while I'm looking up high, while I'm sitting high and looking low? Because you made us a little lower than the angels. So that means we could still, we still have an aerial view with Christ. Whoa, Jesus.
and and he just and while he's and while we're praising and we're worshiping and we're doing our jobs on the plane some turbulence is going to come because it's not always going to be sunny it's not always going to be blue skies there's going to be some clouds in the air there's going to be some thunder and lightning there's going to be some rain and if there's snow and ice then you can listen god can take you through that don't get me wrong i'm not saying that he can't but in the natural they don't fly in those conditions because they can't see but we have a God that do see and he can take us through those conditions, though. No matter what season you are in your life, whether it's winter, spring, summer, fall, rain, snow, hell or blow, God is in control. And so we got to trust him to take us up and up, even though it hurts and it's inconvenient and we don't have everything we think we, we should have up up elevate your faith keep going keep plugging away the business the the ministry the product keep going keep going and he knows how listen when i was on the plane and we faced turbulence the pilot either lowered the plane to go up under the turbulence so it wouldn't bother us or he would elevate the plane higher to go above it or he would turn the plane slightly to the side who god i need listen i need y'all to hear me on the 75th episode <laughs> i need y'all to hear me because god is in control we are not we think we are there's certain things that we do within our power but we're not in control there's a difference we have free will but we're not in control and so we sit there in our seats where God has us and every now and then after we suffered a little while we reign with him and he switched seats on the plane and then we're still on this flight this flight pattern that he has us on and if we get out of line and we trying to discombobulate the whole body of Christ because we're doing stupid stuff oh he will sit you down he would gently land the plane deboard you or whatever they call it until you get yourself together and put you on another flight oh my god (laughs) before he allows you to bring more turbulence than it already is and and allow you to wreck the plane and and be a distraction and 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 a nuisance to the other people in the body of christ who is on this plane he will take you and them off the plane so what was i worried about the entire time i don't know y'all i don't know it it, they we always say it's the unknowns but it ain't the unknowns we know exactly what it is we just don't want to articulate we're afraid that god is going to leave and abandon us let's just call it let's just say it we're we're afraid that we're going to get to a place where god where we feel like we we, you know god has left us to ourselves and we're going to screw up something so we'd rather not or we'd rather god tell us no in certain things so that we will feel better about feel better about being disobedient oh god today help us jesus forgive us yeah i said it yeah i said it let's call a thing a thing 52 cars up 10 toes down let's go we're afraid we we're afraid to be obedient because we like where we are we think for some reason that that's more better than my girlfriend kim yada sparks said it like this y'all rather live subpar lives than to be obedient to god you rather barely make it and barely survive and barely thrive than to be obedient to god please make it make sense We'd rather continue to do things our way, knowing full well nothing we have tried to this point has ever 
worked unless the Lord told us that it would. And we still full steam ahead. Tell me we doing us. Okay, keep on. That's what you choose to do. But guess what? At the end, you're not in control because the word of the Lord will not return to him void. That means that it's going to happen whether you like it or not. Whether you cooperate or not, he going to get his glory. Now, Now you on the other hand, I don't know what you what you waiting for, what you looking for. But a um, <laughs> so we, we don't have no God is the plan. There's no plane coming to, to, to come beside this plane because because you don't like this plane and you want to get off of it. It's flying too long and too high and you want to get down. I couldn't just say, OK, pilot, I couldn't pull the bell on it like I was on the metro bus saying, can you stop right here? Stop where you in midair? You're how many thousands of feet in the air? You want me to just drop you from midair? So when you get on this plane, there's no getting off until you reach your destination. There is no deviation of the flight plan by you. (laughs) Unless you pose a serious threat to the safety of others and in our case to the body of Christ. So be not deceived, friends and loved ones, Mama Pookie and them, Tutu and Shay Shay and Mad Man. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. You will reap what you sow. And the Bible says you sow to the wind, you shall reap the whirlwind. We have to trust God. Whew, come what may. We have to have faith in God. Faith, faith is faith, if, the substance of faith is the stuff that we can't see. We, we, it's not faith then. It's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That means there's no evidence whatsoever. What is the substance? His word. The word that he's spoken over your life. The substance is the Holy Spirit. The substance is your relationship with Christ. The substance is your mouth through worship and praise and 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 and, and uh being obedient to the will of God. That's the substance that you hope for. You hope that when you do what God has called you to do, that he will perform his word exactly the way he told you that he would. That's what we hope for. We hope for the glorious outcome that God gives us. We hope for the best. But we prepare for the worst. God is God is in the cockpit, y'all. We got to trust him. And so for us, and that's everyone under the sound of my voice. It ain't just me, but I'm just talking about me, y'all. All of us got, to, we, we got to trust God. We got to trust that we, that he, that wherever we're going, we're going to get there safely. And if there's a deviation or something that happens or some sort of turbulence and things like that, God has already got the staff and all that stuff ready and waiting. Do you know they got controls and signals on the plane? They got earpieces and and, and talking devices on the plane where they talk, Captain Log, this is, we are going over to such a ETA. They're talking to somebody the entire time that the plane is going. They're checking in with the air traffic control to make sure that we're in the we're on the correct fly zone and all that kind of stuff. They got maps and screens and all kinds of stuff to ensure that there are no mistakes and no errors because one error could be catastrophic. So is the Holy Spirit doing that for you and I? We are not without help and we are not without hope. We are not without provisions. We are not without provision we are not without provisions we are not 
without provisions. Yeah. And so, um, (sighs) trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. Stop trying to listen. Stop trying to control the flight pattern just because you don't understand why God is taking you the way he's taking you. Stay in your position. Stay where you are and listen, renounce the word curses over your life. Uh, uh, I had a girl, my my good girlfriend from California to call me today as well. And, and, and we were talking about some things and she was like, Monique, you got, you know, you get, you got to stop being in this frame of mind where you feel like you don't want to ask God for anything because you don't want to be disappointed. She said, you you know, when you pray and stuff like that, and then you say, Lord, you know, you'd be like, if he does find, if he don't find, that's not, that's not faith, y'all. That's a trauma response. And we got to deal with it so we can heal. We got to renounce that stuff. That's the enemy's subtle way of making you talk yourself and think yourself out of the plan of God for your life. Because now what you have done is you're like, mm, okay, God may do it. He may not. I mean, he said in his word, we'll see. If you said that to your husband or your wife, how do you think that would make them feel? Or if you said that to your kids, well, I ain't know if you're going to do the dishes or not. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. I don't know. You'd be like, gee, ma, I mean, you did ask me. You don't expect me. We have no, that's, that's that type of wording means that there's no expectation and no hope and no faith. She's like, no, Mo, I need you to go back and dig again and, and speak those things. And, and you de- you deserve what God wants you to have. You deserve those things. Renounce those word curses. Reverse that mess. Stop saying that. No, whatever you pray to God, you 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 need to act like it's a done deal and expect and not this whole neutrality thing just because you don't see it the way you need the way you the way you want to see it or you, the way you articulated to God that you wanted to see it because God doesn't see it like you do which is what I told y'all God's ways are not our ways his thoughts are not our thoughts so God filled my love tank up today y'all because I was just like Lord why am I not you know experiencing xyz what you know what is stopping me from um you know reaching my full potential and doing the things that I know already that you have told me to do not stuff that, you know, I had an inkling about and I didn't um, delve into further the stuff that you've already given me instructions on. What is the problem? And it's us. Let's just be honest. It's us. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if we're going to be proactive, you got to have a relationship with Christ because he's the one. He's the one that has everything that you need. Other than that, uh, the Bible says, put not your trust in man. And then there's another scripture that says, some trust in horses and trust in chariots, but we will trust in the name of the Lord. You could trust in the fast and the furious if you want to. You already know how that ends. They they on what the Fast and the Furious franchise is on ten already. How many listen? <laughs> and they already started on eleven. And they talking about stopping at twelve. Come on, you can trust in the Fast and the Furious if you want to. Ain't gonna get you nowhere. You're gonna be right back to square one at the altar if God has grace and mercy so that you can make it back there. Mm-hmm. 
because his grace and his mercy eventually runs out. Okay. And if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ and the pardon of your sins, the Bible says every whosoever calleth on the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and that he died for your sins. He was crucified. And you ask him to come into your heart to be, to be your Lord and savior. You will be saved. Simple as that. It's, it, we're not going to overthink it and over talk it. God, I'm sorry. Repent and mean it. Repent means to turn away from repent and mean it. And if you listen, God knows that we don't understand a lot of that and stuff like that. It's okay for you to say, God, I need you. I just don't know how to need you. I don't I don't know what that means. I don't know how to engage you in prayer yet. I don't know how to ask you for stuff. God, I'm angry with you. I'm furious with you. I'm upset. I don't know if I love you or hate you. He could take it. But you got to be honest. Repent. And then once you've asked him to come into your heart, Find you a good, decent church home that is teaching the inerrant word of God and study them. Don't just like I say on every show. Y'all know I'm going to say it. Say it with me. Don't join the church because your mama and Pookie and them go there. That may not be where God wants you planted at. And don't just join the ministry suddenly. I don't care if they say you're so anointed, you can sing and all that. If God didn't say sing in the choir, yes, say, okay, when God releases me to, I will do that. And it's okay to say no. I know we want significance and we want to belong as a baby in Christ. Take the time to get acclimated and settled in Christ. Find out who he is, who the Holy Spirit is to you and things like that. So you can hear his voice so that he can lead and guide you into all truth and righteousness. So you can make the better decisions in ministry and things like that. And don't get burnt out and suffer church hurt because you put yourself in a position to be used and taken advantage of. Okay. And then find a great community of believers. I mean, ones who are sure enough saved, who know the Lord, who will talk you into the heavenly gates <laughs> of God's presence, not try to drag you away from doing the right thing that will minister to you and mentor you and show you how to rightly divide the word of God. Because there's a way. There's a right way to do it. And if you're not doing it the right way, uh, the end of his destruction, the word says that there's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end of his destruction, huh? And if you want the Holy Spirit, he is a person. Yeah. Yeah. Ask him to fill you. F-I-L-L. Ask him to fill you with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. You go, you will have your heavenly language. Understand it's not going to make sense to you. And in the beginning, you will babble like a babe in Christ because that's what babies do. We put together, as babies, we put together syllables until we got to the point where we were saying full-blown words in English to our parents. Likewise, in the spirit, you will, you will sound like you're talking baby gibberish until you spend more time with God and pray in the spirit. And then you will form Words which the only the Holy Spirit can interpret for you. So don't be scared. You know, don't be shy. Be honest with God. The word says he requires truth in the inward parts. Find somebody that you can trust to be accountable to because we all need accountability. We're not so, so holy or whatever that we don't have to answer to nobody. Don't need no, no edification, no help, no support. We were not an island. God didn't create us that way. Try God one more time, y'all. Seriously. 
Take him at his word, as the old folks say, and watch him change your life. You don't try everything else. You don't did everything else. You don't. <sighs> you don't done everything else with everybody else. Why not try Jesus? Okay, I love y'all. I love y'all. And I appreciate y'all for rocking with me for 75 whole one hour, sometimes plus if the Holy Spirit leads episodes of having a moment with Moni radio show streaming on hot radio network and streaming every Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Spotify and all of the other platforms that we're on. We're on iTunes, iHeart, Google Play, and everywhere else. Check out this ability. Uh, my link tree is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Monique, spelled the regular way, D-U-E-L-L. You'll see the merch. You'll see some of the platforms I've been on and all of those kinds of things. You could donate to us because um, we, we need all the help we can get to be able to help the special needs parents with food and supplies and things like that. We're gearing up for our holiday baskets and stuff like that. So trust me, uh, when you all give, it goes right out the door with a special needs mom dad caregiver and we appreciate you so much um pray for us because like i said god is on the move and we are excited about a whole lot of things that are happening and as they begin to unfold and um solidify a little bit more i would definitely share them with you uh because i believe that it will be a blessing for you to be able to hear that despite Whatever's going on in our lives, God still uses us in the capacity we're in. If we allow him to, it'll be a blessing and a testimony to you to see all that God is doing in the lives of us. Um, this ability is God's ministry. It's not Monique's ministry. It's God's ministry. And as such, he has developed it well. And so thank you guys for your support. Um, what else? Follow me all over social media. If you Google Monique Dewey, you'll see me. I'm everywhere. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, the Wisdom app, uh, Clubhouse, YouTube. <laughs> and I think that's it. <laughs> I be trying to remember all this stuff, y'all. I told y'all I recording the wee hours of the morning. So mom brain kicks in and, and you know. It is what it is. But I love you guys dearly. I pray that everyone under the sound of my voice believes and receives from God what he has for you, that you go full steam ahead, all gas, no brakes, no turning back. For he who puts his hands to the plow and look back is not fit for the kingdom. And as always, before we go, let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you. We thank you. We glorify you because you're God and because you're good. Thank you for 75 episodes of ministry, God, for life changing, heart fixing, mind healing ministry through having a moment with money. Lord, thank you for giving us this platform to be able to minister to your people thank you for pastor daniel and the hot radio network in nigeria for seeing the value that you have placed in us to give us this opportunity to be able to speak life into your people lord thank you for everybody who follows and likes and shares and subscribe thank you to everyone who views um our website and buys merch and donates to this ability so that the vision can continue to go forth. Lord, we are thanking you in advance, Father, for everything that we need to carry out what you have given us. Father, I lift up every 
body under the sound of my voice and I pray God that you provide for them that you heal their bodies that you make a way out of no way father that you show them who you are in a way that they can recognize and understand that it was truly God and God alone that nobody else did this thing for them but you father I give you glory because you never run out of anything you will never run out of anointing you will never run out of the provision you will never run out of power you will never not be God and so we thank you God for salvation we thank you for Holy Spirit we thank you for inner healing and deliverance father now I pray for my family God and my children Lord God that you continue to bless Ronald Jeremiah that you continue to use them mightily for your glory Lord we thank you for uh, finding a place, Father, for us to have support groups, oh God. We thank you for a building to be able to have an office in, oh God, to have support groups and, and, and prayer and all of those kinds of things that you've given our hands to do, Father. We thank you right now that you have called our name out to somebody who has a building or who has a space, Father, here in Maryland that will sow into our bosom, oh God, and give us the wherewithal to do what you have called us to do. We're thanking you in advance, Father, for the ridiculous unprecedented things that has never been done before in us and through us oh god that the world has never seen before father father we yield ourselves to you and father help us to trust you when we find it the hardest oh god in the tough areas and the rough patches and the rough places father hold our hand a little bit tighter father love on us a little bit more god send someone to let us know that we're on the right track oh god and I pray for the broken heart, the broken, the bruised, the traumatized, oh God, that you heal, Father. Your word says you are near the brokenhearted and you bind about wounds, Father. You have bottled every tear, God. You have numbered every hair, oh God. There is nothing that is happening that you are not aware of and that you have not already solved or have a solution to. And so we thank you now for the answer. You are the way. You are the truth, you are the life, and you are the light. And we thank you, God, for being a lamp unto our feet because you are the word and a light unto our pathway because you are the word. We thank you for Holy Spirit that leads and guides us into all truth and righteousness because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Lord, help us to represent your body properly. Let us not bring shame to the body of Christ, Lord. Let us not be named among the great falling away that are confused, oh God, and just decided to go their own way and that have turned their way. They, they have turned, oh God, their backs on you and have done all sorts of ungodly things. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Have grace and mercy, Father. Have grace and mercy upon each and every person who thought that they were going to destroy us and destroy the plans that you have for us, oh God, that they was going to destroy our character, that they was going to make us take our lives, that they were going to destroy the ministry, the business, the product, or whatever it is you have given us. Father, we stand ten, toe down, ten toes down in victory, and we say hallelujah for the victory, God, because you've already done it for us, oh God. We are still standing only because you made a way for us, oh God, because you move mountains. Oh God, I love that song. You cause walls to fall. Mm, mm, mm. There's nothing impossible for you, God. The only limitations is us. Take the limits off of us, oh God. All gas, no brakes. We give you glory, honor, and praise, and we love you. We appreciate you. We adore you. We magnify you. We exalt you. We extol you. We lift you up. We blow kisses to you. Father, we give you our hearts, whether they're broken or not. We give you our, our tears, oh God, whether they're happy tears or sad tears, God. We give you us, oh God. We don't play hokey pokey with you. We're not going to play with you. We give it to you, God. We lay it at your feet. Whatever the it is, we lay it there. 
and we leave it for you to handle because you are the great I am. In Jesus name, we love you. And we thank you in all things. We give thanks for this is the will of God concerning us in Jesus name. Amen and amen. Thank you guys for hanging out and celebrating with me on this 75th episode of having a moment with Moni. Follow me everywhere. Drop me a line or two. Let me know how y'all doing. Yes, I do answer every text, every email, every inbox. I love you and I'm gone.